Hey, so I just want to give a little disclaimer before uh, the episode starts. Um, When I recorded this episode a few days ago, I tried to record it in a place where it was like really quiet in my house. Um, Obviously, my house isn't really all that quiet. Um, So you may hear yelling or the dog in the background. Um, I was going to re-record it, but uh, I just got my wisdom tooth pulled. And I need to get my other ones pulled on Monday, so it's going to be impossible for me to re-record it. Uh, So I'm doing this part of the disclaimer, I'm doing it today, which is the 19th. Uh, And I already got one of my wisdom teeth pulled uh, due to it messing with my my vision. Uh, So if I sound a little bit like, what, what the hell, it's because... I got my tooth pulled, my wisdom tooth pulled today, but I'm going to push this episode out today. I just want to give you guys a little disclaimer regarding the audio you're going to hear uh, during this episode. Uh, I was going to re-record it, but it's got, it's not going to be possible. I have to get my other wisdom teeth pulled, and, uh, and I'm going to go a long time without recording, so I'm just going to uh, upload it how it is. But it's just a little disclaimer that I tried to like be in a quiet place in my house, but uh, sometimes it just doesn't always work out. I uh, hope you guys enjoy this episode. Uh, again, I will be if my if my swelling goes down, I'll record a bunch of different episodes so I can push it and have stuff to release while I'm healing from having all my wisdoms removed. Uh, but it depends on how my body is tomorrow right now it's just not possible i'm really still uh, very swollen but i hope you guys enjoyed this episode uh i would love to hear your feedback uh y'all already know long live flute the fuck out i really need to work on getting like a theme song or something because once i hit record a bitch be lit but what's up it's maddie welcome to my pull-up corner y'all already know long live flute the fuck out uh, today we're tackling kids. Today is about kids. If you don't have kids or if you can't relate, this this may not be for you. But uh, as I stated in my first episode, I'm a parent. I have a six-year-old daughter who is going through this very, very corrupt system that we know as the Board of Education that completely sucks. Um, so we're going to talk about that because I'm having some real issues and uh. My ass is going to end up in jail messing with these people. So, today we're going to be discussing why you should develop a healthy relationship, friend-like relationship with your kid uh, while maintaining boundaries where they know, okay, I'm the kid, she's the parent, or they're the parent, um... But also giving them that space where they can trust you, where they can speak freely, where they can be themselves, where they can flourish, where they can gain confidence and continue to build on their personality. We're going to talk about that and why it's so important. So I can only talk about things from my perspective. Um... I just want to point out that I wasn't raised in a single parent home, nor is Mel being raised by a single parent. Um, and this plays a part in my my episode today because 
my kid is stuck in a place where uh, they believe that I am a single parent. And uh, it, it, it's, it's going on like racial tones. Like I feel like it's kind of racist and maybe I'm bugging, but I don't think that I am. So I'm not sure how the education system works in other states, but here in New York City, if you put your kid in a zone school when they first start, whether it's pre-K, uh, now they have 3K. Um, if you put your kid in a zone school, that's it. Your kid is now trapped in what they consider zone schools. So when my kid started school two years ago, because she's now in the first grade. So when she started pre-K, we had put her in this pre-K that was like across the parking lot from where we live. Very close. It's a very good program. That was my first mistake. Mel's now trapped in the own school system. Mel did very well in pre-K. They offered to test her for talented and gifted programs. I declined um, because I don't want to put that kind of pressure on my kid. Not saying that she's not capable. My kid is very smart, but... uh. I want to allow her to grow and not put a lot of expectations on her. Um, she already struggles with not accepting that it's okay to make mistakes and, and to be wrong. She she struggles with that. She doesn't like to be wrong. She hates when she's wrong. And she she is like very strict on herself to make sure that everything she does is correct. And uh, a part of that is she gets for me because I'm like that. I try my very best to be perfect at everything. And then I won't give up until when I get it right. And if I get it wrong, I'm very upset. So I didn't need to add extra pressure on her, getting her tested for talented and gifted programs and uh, giving her that kind of anxiety. Um, so I declined. Mel moved on into the first grade. I mean, to kindergarten, we put her in their own school because they wouldn't, I wasn't allowed to put her anywhere else. She's now stuck in the zone school phase. So now she's in her zone school. Now, granted, um, my niece was in that school. Two of my cousins was in that school. And Honestly, I should have known better, but, you know, you try not to base the experiences of others to equate to what your experience is going to be. Uh, I was under the impression that maybe the school was good and the problem was the parent um, and not the school. So my kid got trapped there. And I'm learning the hard way that it's really not the parent. It's really the school. Uh, so Mel started off there in kindergarten. Mel was being bullied for about half the school year. And when I mean bullied, I mean she was being abused physically, mentally, and emotionally. And the school did absolutely nothing to combat it. When I first complained, the teacher called 
And the teacher told me, oh, uh, the kid is going through some sort of behavioral issues and that my kid wasn't the only kid that was being bullied by this person. Now, when you look at the kids that were being bullied by this person, this person was only bullying the black kids. It was only black kids that this person was targeting. I complained and complained and complained to both the school and the Board of Education. I went about, I went about it the right way. But after a while, I started to realize that the school was fucking playing with me. The school was trying to sweep everything under the rug. They weren't trying to handle anything. Every day, Mel would get out of school. I asked Mel every day, Mel, how was school? And this is where you allowing your kid to talk freely and you allowing your kid to trust you and you allowing to giving your, your kid a voice comes into play and why it's so important. Mel's very vocal. Mel trusts me enough to be open and honest and to communicate with me freely because I opened up that space for her. So when Mel comes home and I'm like, hey Mel, how was school? Did you have a good day? What did you do? What did you learn? What did you eat? Knowing damn well that I packed her lunch, but whatever. Just for sake of conversation, I'm asking her all these questions. And Mel will always tell me, I had a good day, but such and such did this. Such and such said that. She keeps calling me black. She keeps making fun of my hair. She keeps calling me the little black girl, the ugly little black girl. She keeps hitting me. She's throwing Legos at me. I tell the teacher and the teacher does nothing. Okay, going the tell the teacher route is not working. I have to be her voice now. All up in that school, like every day. What I realized about this school is that when I go in there nice, I get no results. But if I go in there like the angry black woman, and I'm doing air quotes right now, I get results. People scramble their ass. People move their ass to want to fix the fucking problem. So you mean to tell me the only way I can get results is if I come in here being loud and threatening y'all and cursing y'all the fuck out? Y'all think that's a healthy environment for my kid? And for me, you think I want to come in here all the fucking time and curse y'all out and threaten to strangle one of y'all and threaten to beat one of y'all ass for y'all to fucking do y'all job? Y'all think I want to do that? I don't. I've grown a lot. I'm a parent. But I am an adult. I am my own person first. Being a mom is just one role that I've taken on in this journey that we call life. I am more than just a mom. 
I too had a childhood. And I spent my teenage years running the fucking streets, beating the shit out of white people. I grew up, I live in a community where it's mostly white and there's a handful of black people. My kid goes to a school where it's mostly white and there's a handful of black people. My kid is the minority at home and at school. And while she's the minority, what I won't allow is for anyone to treat her like she's a minority. I'll be damned. If I allow anyone to call my kid the ugly black girl or say that my kid is ugly because she's black. So I went in that school almost every day to complain. I called the Board of Ed. I emailed the Board of Ed. Four times I made a complaint. And nothing was done. Now that school had a problem. They had an issue. They would constantly call me Miss Eason. Because that's Mel's last name. It's not Mrs. Eason like I'm married. It's Miss Eason. As if my kid doesn't have a fucking father and she's she has my last name. And I would constantly correct them. That's not my name. My last name is Rusto. It says it on all her documents. It also says on her documents that her father's last name is Ethan. They would do this thing. And it irks me to my core. It fucking irks me. And one day I blacked out. I couldn't hold it in anymore. Mel got hurt at school. She had bumped her head in the yard. She had a speed knot. They called me. I was at work. Now, I work on the very east side. Like, I live by the East River, and my job is by the Hudson. So, just that distance alone is a lot. Like, I'm far. And then I work all the way downtown, so it's far from where I live. So they called me and they let me know that Mel had an accident in school. She bumped her head. Um, she has a speed knot. And uh, they're recommending, you know, we pick her up and take her to the doctor. So I was like, okay. Um, can you guys do me a favor and call her dad? Because he'll be able to get to her quicker. Because I am at work and he is at home. They fixed their mouth to fucking tell me. That they weren't sure if it was okay to reach out to her father because they didn't know if her father was a part of her life. And I shit you not, that's what they said. And I exploded. At work. I said, what the fuck kind of shit is this? Do you guys question whether or not these white kids have a fucking dad? Or is it just so shocking that my kid has a dad because she's black? 
you guys have her contact information. In the beginning of the school year, you guys sent home a blue card and a and a packet of who can pick the, your kid up, who cannot, who can we reach, who should we not reach, who should not pick up your kid. Like, it, everything is filled out. And my name is first, but right under it is his name. And when you guys ask what's the relationship, it fucking says parent. So why the fuck would you question whether or not it's okay to contact her dad if it's on the fucking documents? And why the fuck would you assume that my kid doesn't have a fucking dad? And why would you think that it is okay for y'all to assume that my kid don't have a fucking dad? And why y'all don't question the white people in here? Single single parents is just a, a, a black thing? Every white children here is, is growing up in a two-parent home is what you're telling me. I was offended. That was when I knew, oh yeah, no, this is not gonna work. Let me let me start trying to get my kid up out of here. So my kid was being bullied. I reported it to the Board of Ed. They did nothing. The school did nothing. So now I have to handle it the way I have to handle it. Mel, what you're going to do is when that little girl says anything to you, you're going to slap the shit out of her. That's what you're going to do. And don't worry about getting in trouble. When they call me, I'll let them know what it is. Now Mel was being seen as the bully funny and they constantly called me i had to ask them how many times did you call norris parents it was always we're not discussing that oh no but i am because i just need to know why i'm getting calls all the fucking time about my kid defending herself and why i wasn't getting any calls when my kid was being a victim I requested a meeting where I wanted the principal and the assistant principal to be there. I wanted Nora and her parents to be there. And Mel, me, and her dad was going to be there. That way we can discuss what the fuck the issue is because this little girl for the life of her cannot keep her hands to herself. And I'm about to break this little girl in half. And they told me, that's not how they handle situations there. And I said, okay, but you guys don't handle any kind of situations here because my kid is still being abused. So what you're telling me is that I now have to abuse Nora's parents. That's what you're telling me. I ran into Nora's mom. And I told Nora's mom, if you don't tell your little kid to keep her fucking hands to herself and to shut up around my kid, I promise you, I will beat your ass every time I see you. Every time I see you, I'm going to fuck you up. And I'm not sure if you married, but your husband can get his ass beat too. Because newsflash, and this may come as a shock to you, my kid has a father, and he's, he's a great father.
and we will spend every fucking day beating your fucking ass if you don't get your kids together. Nora stopped. She stopped. But why I had to threaten people's parents for me to get results? Why I had to be the angry black woman? And again, I put that in air quotes for me to get results. When I'm nice, you guys do shit. When I'm when I'm upset, then you guys want to move your ass. It's just very ass backwards. So we're going to fast forward to the middle of the school year. There was some little boy who was older than Mel who constantly, constantly told Mel that he had a pocket knife. And every day would tell her, I got a pocket knife. See, and I knew about it because Mel would come home and tell me about it. And every time that she came home and told me about it, my ass was up in that school the next day speaking about it. You guys are not listening to my kid. I have to be her voice. I have to be her advocate. Because obviously ain't nobody in here for my kid but me. I reported it. Now again, we're in an all-white school. We're not going to pretend and act like we don't know what happens in white schools. They shoot them shits up. My kid is not going to be a victim. I'm sorry, she's not. Do something. Did they do something? Supposedly they investigated and the little boy didn't have a knife. When I asked for updates though, regarding the investigation, they told me they couldn't give me no updates because it didn't concern me. Mind you, I'm the person with the complaint. Mind you, I'm the one that fucking reported it. I was livid. You're not about to tell me that my kid's safety is not my fucking concern. I will slap the shit out of everybody in here and try me if y'all want to. Y'all can call the cops. I will call them. And I did. I will call them for you. And I did. I called the cops. Funny, because when I called the cops, they said they never got a report, but they were supposed to. Threats regarding knives or any kind of weapon is supposed to go through the police station, through the precinct. And it was never reported, but they investigated. But the school investigated. And they didn't want me to call the cops. I was like, no, I'm going to call them. Because y'all got me fucked up and I'm really about to go to jail. Y'all don't listen to my kid. I have to be the voice for my kid and I'm not going to be silent. I'm not going to not be heard. Y'all motherfuckers is going to hear me, whether it's voluntarily or involuntarily, or I'm slapping the shit out of y'all. I called the cops. The cops investigated. The cops contacted their family, that little boy's family. And the little boy was gone for like two weeks because the school had to do something at that point. They couldn't not, they couldn't just sweep it under the rug because now the police is involved. So he was home for a little bit, like like a little two weeks, came back to school. He never told my kid anything else about no fucking knife after that. Now I'm like, I need to get my kid the fuck up out of here. So I start the process of getting my kid transferred. 
do the safety reasons. My kid is not safe there. Nobody there is protecting my kid. So what the fuck does she need to be there for? I saw my kids light dimming. I saw it. My kid is very bubbly, energetic, talkative, happy. My kid was coming home and she was not like that. I pay attention to signs. I pay attention to how my kid maneuvers, how my kid acts. I know what's normal for my kid and what's not. That's not normal behavior. I'll be damned if anyone dims my fucking daughter's light. I will, I will end someone's life. I'm a mom, and as my, and as a parent, my job is to protect my kid by any means necessary. By any means necessary. And I'm willing to do anything to make sure my kid is straight. To make sure my kid is safe. And to make sure that my kid remains a kid and remains happy. And remains her regular self. I don't dim my kid's light. So I'm not going to allow anyone else to do it either. I open the space so my kid trusts me. So my kid would feel safe and would want to come and talk to me about any and everything. I gave her the space where she where she knows that she's not alone. Where she knows that if she tells me something, I'm going to address it as soon as possible. And it's not because I said it, it's because I proved it to her many of times. That it's okay to come and talk to me and your dad. And know that me and your dad is going to have your back regardless. She knows that she has people who are willing to stick up for her and speak up for her when they won't listen to her. I treat and raise my kid a certain way. I'm not going to allow anyone to treat my kid the way they see fit. You're going to treat my kid how I treat my kid. You don't have to be a part of my kid's life at all. You're not going to confuse my kid. You're not going to make my kid feel like abuse is a form of love. I refuse. Nobody is going to convince my kid that being abused is okay. That being bullied is okay. And that when you speak out and no one listens, that's okay. I refuse for my kid to believe that. And I show my kid that all the time. Look, I'm going to your school today. We're going to get to the bottom of it. Don't worry about it. I got your back. Your kid needs that. Kids need that. It's not always you do what I say because I'm the parent and you're the kid and that's it. You just shut up and, and do what I say. I don't have time for the shit that you're talking about. No. Your kid needs that healthy 
talking environment. Your kid needs to feel like they are safe to want to come to you and talk to you without being reprimanded. Without being yelled at, without being told to shut up. Because honestly, if your kid is not speaking about it, your kid is showing you by how they act. Your kid was once happy-go-lucky, energetic, talkative, smiling, laughing, and they're now quiet and timid and shy. That's them talking to you. Something's wrong. Open up that door of communication and ask the kid what the fuck the problem is. And then go fix it. My kid is trapped in a place where racism is live and well. I'm seeing it. Am I going to tell my kid that? I don't even know how to maneuver that conversation. But I do tell her, look around you. How many people in here look like you? There's no black teachers in that school. None. And I'm not joking. I, I checked. None of them are black. All of them are white. And the majority of them are white women. My kid can't relate to y'all. So I try to get my kid transferred for safety reasons. And because my my kid was once being bullied, but then just started defending herself, I told her to defend herself, it canceled out her, bully, her being bullied. That's literally what the Department of Education told me. I shit you not. They told me that because my kid started to defend herself, she was no longer a victim. But but she was now the abuser. My mind was blown. My kid is trapped there. I can't transfer her. Nowadays, the only way you could transfer is if your kid has an IEP and services are not being met. If there's a safety concern or if you change the address, if your address changed and the zone school is now different because she's now trapped in a fucking zone school cycle. I will go through hell and back for my kid. The relationship I have with my kid to some people is weird. Some people believe I am raising my kid to be white. That's a weird flex, but okay. I say this because you guys have to pay attention.
especially when your kid is a part of a school system that doesn't respect them. Especially when your kid is in a place where you know it's not for them. My kid is not in a safe environment when she leaves my house to go to school. And I know that. That shit scares me. My kid is a part of the 95% of U.S. students who have drills for school shootings. My kid hides in a closet four times a week. I worry about my kid every fucking day when she leaves my house to go to school. And for the life of me, that school just would not let her go. So y'all can do your job. I'll be in here every day. Yelling, cursing, screaming, showing my ass. Being that angry black woman for my fucking kid. Y'all want to try to shut my kid up? You can't shut me up. You can try. I promise you it's not going to (laughs) work. Give your kid that space to be themselves. Give your kid that space where it's okay for them to talk to you without being judged. Give your kid the opportunity to stand up for themselves. Stop throwing the, I'm the parent, you're the kid phrase around. It does nothing. All it does is hinder your kid's kid's growth. That's exactly what it does. And it makes your kid afraid to talk to you. Like, okay, they respect you, but they don't trust you. You're not their safe place. As a parent, you have to be your kid's safe place. As a parent, you have to be your kid's advocate. As a parent, you have to teach your kid how to use their voice. You don't shut them up. You don't dim their light. You encourage them. You build that relationship where some people would feel like, oh, you treat your kid like they're your friend. But there's boundaries. Mel comes and talks to me about any and everything. But Mel knows, and I don't have to say it, Mel knows I'm her parent, so she respects me, but she also trusts me. Because I give her that space. I give her that time. We have that relationship. 
we we built that bond and we're continuing to build that bond we're continuing on on making the bond stronger we're forced to be reckoned with You see Mel, not too far behind is me and her dad. We have, that's that's how our family is. That's how every family should be. Whether you're a single parent, whether you're co-parenting, whether your kid is being raised in a two-parent, it doesn't matter. Your kid needs a safe place. In a world where they want to shut kids up, you have to let your kid know it's okay to speak. I want you to speak. I want you to come with come to me with, with any and everything. Let me deal with it. You're a kid. You shouldn't have to be stressing over things like this. This is my job. I'm here to protect you. I'm here to take care of you. Yeah. I'm here to love you. I'm here to care for you. I'm here to take care of you. I'm here to provide for you. But I'm also here to speak up for you. I'm, I'm your advocate. You use your voice to talk to me, and then I then use my voice to address the issues where they need to be addressed. You, you have to open that that window, you have to let go of that barrier. Our kids are out here killing themselves. Do you guys not see that? And every year the ages are getting younger and younger. Because they don't feel safe anywhere. They don't have a safe place anywhere. They don't have an advocate. They don't have anyone there to make sure that their, their light continues to shine. And they take their lives. Kids. Stand up for your kids. Speak up for your kids. We all have a due diligence when you become a parent. And if you're a parent, you know what that due diligence is. Break that barrier. Let that wall go. Let, let the wall, like, you have to let that wall go. Give your kid that space. Give your kid that time. Stop being so quick to shut your kid up. Your kid is talking to you. There's something going on. 
do something. I'm in an endless battle right now when it comes to my kid. A battle that I'm willing to fight until I'm dead. I refuse to give up. I refuse to let them win. They're not going to win. You guys are going to do your job. You guys are going to either let my kid go and let me transfer her. Or I'm going to be all up in here every day with the bullshit. Every time she tells me there's an issue. Can't just keep feeding me bullshit and, and think I'm going to be like, oh yeah, this is lit. This is it for it for me right now. Mm-mm. Some days I spend, I sit back and I and I wonder where my kid would be if I didn't give her the opportunity to come and talk to me when she has things going on with her, when things are going wrong. My kid would be very unhappy right now. Kids shouldn't be unhappy. Especially if you as a parent can can stop it. Kids shouldn't be considering suicide. Kids shouldn't be taking their lives. And as a parent, we need to be a part of the solution and not a part of the problem. As a parent, as parents, we need to speak up for our kids and not shut them up. Fight for your kids. Fight for your kids. Fight for your kid's happiness. Fight for your kid's purity. Fight for your kid's innocence. Fight for your kid to remain a kid. Y'all already know. Long live, food the fuck out.